0: Hello, and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom. I'm Simone de Rochefort, a video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate for Microsoft. How are we doing?
1: Yay! I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's our, this is now the 19th year of 2018, and I'm excited <laughs> that we could do a best of show today. Like go through all the best of this year. This is our award show. I'm excited. I'm totally excited.
0: We're recording the 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 mere day after Christmas, and we are ready to look back on everything that happened this year, from the most disappointing things to the best things to the most outlandish things, because a lot of weird stuff has happened this year in tech. Um, So let's get started. Bree, do you want to introduce our beautiful topics, our
1: first topic? I do. All right. So yeah, it's time for the Rocket Awards. I'm very excited about this. It's been a ridiculous year in tech. So let's start with like an uplifting category. Let's go right into it. So first Rocket Award, we're going to be doing the most disappointing product overall. I'm very excited about this. Just start. We're going to keep it positive. So, uh, nominations uh-huh. this year for this are we've got the HomePod. Yep. Very, very mixed reviews, wouldn't you say, Christina?
2: I mean it's my it's my gadget regret of twenty eighteen. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: no. Yeah. It is. It is completely my gadget regret, even more than the. And I and you guys and I say that and I bought the second pair. I bought spectacles two point So, you know, <laughs> Christina, I know, but but it is. Um. Yeah.
1: Can I tell you a true story? Christina, I posted a picture of a toy in Japan that was Elsa. And it's it's packaged as like frozen Elsa, but it's a giant pink Disney robot. And Frank was looking at me as I was messaging that to you, and he goes, Christina's going to buy that you
2: can't make me laugh today my microphone is so sensitive oh that's my god true. that's so true though that's no true. thank you frank 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 gets it no frank, that's frank love he, he, I, yeah that's he completely yes. he does get me i love it that's completely accurate but this is okay. my point is that is that yes. i bought spectacles 2.0 um <laughs> but but here's the thing i knew those were going to be bad you know yep. what I mean? Like, I knew that I was buying terribleness. I was just doing it for the lark of it. I'm not really sure why. I think just because sometimes I like to burn money. Um, But the HomePod, you know, yeah, uh, that that's the nomination for sure.
1: Yeah. But
0: the HomePod not. has room to improve.
2: Does it? Maybe. Does, Does it? it? Does I it? Thi- <sighs> eh.
0: Well, well, I so, mean, I, the mean other I think nominees. that requires
2: a whole overhaul of Siri. I think that that requires um, multi-user support, uh, which is a pretty significant undertaking. I think that requires support for more um, music services. Uh, I think that it requires us to pretend like Apple Music didn't just come to um, Alexa
1: devices. So, uh,
2: yeah. All right,
1: all right. You, Actually, let's get out all the nominees and then yes. we can debate each okay. one. Okay, so HomePod, number one. MacBook Air, you know, a solid uh, re-release from Apple, but you know, as we've talked about on the show, it's very, very similar to the MacBook. It doesn't really have anything to differentiate it. Uh, the Google Pixel Slate is Google's basically iPad Pro competitor. Came out to very, very mixed reviews. Uh, the iPhone XR, which we've talked about on the show, ten kind of the R. The 10R. ten R, ten R, ten R. You're right. Lower-cost iPhone, uh, and it uh, doesn't have 3D touch, but other than that, kind of a very middling iPhone. And, of course, the iPhone XS.
0: I have two emergency additions to the list that I would like to make. Okay, please. One is the PS Classic. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the other... Is the second 3ds that Christina bought and never returned?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But except except that one I gifted last Christmas to my neighbor to my building manager's um, six year old son. Oh my god! Okay. So I so, take it all back. Yeah. So so that one is safe. But otherwise, you would be right. I would like to add though, in addition to the PS Classic, I would like to add uh, the uh, Facebook portal. <laughs> <laughs> Please. But no uh, one,
1: no one expected that to be good. Though we all knew that was yeah, going to suck. Oh, but, that's yeah. true. But, but, but we, we
2: might have expected a company to read the room a little bit better and realize maybe now's not the time to introduce something that puts a camera in your house and spies on you. That's a
0: really good point because I'm, I'm less disappointed in the product and more disappointed in Facebook.
1: Why yeah. did you do it? See, I would say you're always disappointed in Facebook. And this to me is like a, a product you expected to be really good, and that came out and kind of dashed your hopes. So with the home with the HomePod, I kind of feel like we knew we were getting a mixed device going into it, and like at a certain level, we all knew we were buying a three or at least Christine and I because we're dumb knew we were buying a three hundred and fifty dollar speaker for our kitchen, uh-huh. and it just didn't work particularly well but it's not that drastically different than what I was expecting uh, I think your last minute suggestion of the PlayStation Classic I think that's that really like I'm really disappointed with this yeah, product you I, know I, will, I, mean? I will
2: agree with that I mean I will say that my gadget regret of 2018 is the HomePod just because I, I do regret not returning it um, but you know but you're right Brie. we kind of knew the the potential downsides going into it whereas the classic it was kind of it feels like it was kind of bait and switch from the beginning um yeah. sony sony like really did ride on nintendo's goodwill with the nes and the super nintendo classic and they didn't even announce the game late you know it was up for pre-order before you even knew the game selection and a lot of people understandably pre-ordered Maybe they canceled, maybe they didn't, but they they pre-ordered because they said, okay, well, knowing what supply was like for the, the Nintendos, you know, who cares?
0: Yeah, I feel like there there is a case for disqualifying this just because when we saw the game list we were like, "Oh boy." Well, no, except, I accept that, that it was this is universe. a product that had everything going for it. Yeah, it should have been great. They could have it could have been so easy for them. They could have been rolling in money yep. and they just whiffed it the entire way
2: through. I mean, it is, so, yeah. it is Walmart right now has it for 60 bucks. That I've is seen depressing it online for
1: 40. It's it's been discounted to forty by some places I've but, seen. That's yeah. horrible. Nintendo's yeah. was charging twice as much for months after it came out. This thing hasn't even been out for four weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, and, and 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 to your point, um, Simone, like once we even saw the game list, we were like, okay, this is probably going to be bad. But I, I don't think any of us were prepared for how bad it was going to be. That the, the the emulator would be you know, not, not the great. the PAL settings. That, exactly. Like, that, that on top of all the other, in you know, like, infuriating decisions, they didn't even try. That it was, like, the only thing that, I mean, it was better than an AT Games, you know,
1: uh, Sega Genesis, but only barely. Huh.
2: That's sad. Right. Now, what about
0: these iPhones?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That, you know, I feel like there was some foreshadowing that, the, the PlayStation Classic wasn't going to be great. The HomePod, yeah, like we knew we were buying a high-end speaker. But the iPhone, I mean, you know, like, Christina, you have one, but yeah. this, is, this is the first year Apple has really put out their flagship product that makes the overwhelming majority of money for their company, and it's just, it's just not there. And yeah. I think that's, that's really disappointing for me, personally.
0: Yeah, for me, I think, I think the phones qualify as fine. Um, but the fact that they are a disappointment in terms of sales for Apple is definitely noteworthy. Yeah, yeah. And, and the phones just being fine and not great is also in itself a disappointment.
2: And and I would say just to kind of, I guess, play slight devil's advocate, because I agree with you. I think that for a lot of people who maybe you've looked at the trajectory of things and you always expect, you know, these things to maybe get better, um, like substantially, even for an S year, this seemed especially uh, not great uh, or, or underwhelming. Part of that is because the 10 was so good that I think that, you know, it kind of set itself up for a disappointment in any direction. Um, I, I think that having the larger size with a max is a nice option for people, but certainly, you know, not, not a requirement. The only thing I would push back on is that I think that for instance, if you had an iPhone seven or a S, um, uh, or, or earlier, and you went from that to a 10 S, um, or 10 S max or, or a 10 R, I think that you are getting a really good phone and you're getting
1: a really good yes. upgrade.
2: But that's that, true. That's it, fair. Right. I mean,
1: you you have the max. How do you feel about it? Do you feel like it's a good phone? Yeah, do you, I do. Are you happy? I, you I'm, I'm very happy with size? it. I am yeah. very happy
2: with it. But I also buy the phone every year, and you're if also a weirdo. We I have to weirdo. remember that, well, right? And, and 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 I'm now on an upgrade plan, and and that's one of the reasons why I finally got on an upgrade plan is because I do buy the phone every year, and I got a ridiculous amount of money for the trade in on my 10. Um, you know, I got like more than half of what I paid for it. So it was it was one of those no-brainer things for me to do. If I'm being honest, though, if I didn't have those kind of two things, I wouldn't have upgraded. And I would have been fine with that. Like, I didn't need to upgrade, is what I'm saying. Like, the average person has no reason to upgrade. If you have a 10, you're fine. I think that's why, you know, the 10 is continuing to sell um, and, and uh, has held its value. Um, it's a really good product. I think for me, I think the 10S, the 10S Max, I don't necessarily think they're disappointing. I think that, again, a very small number and it's getting smaller and I think will continue to get smaller number of people get the latest and greatest every year. But this is definitely probably the first year where there have been a substantial number of early adopters like Bree. And there have been a lot of other people who've been like, I'm not upgrading. Um, But I think that if if you're following the, the the normal people's terms, where you're taking a, a two or three year old phone and you're going from that to the 10s or 10s Max, I think you're you're getting a, a really terrific phone. I, so I think that for me, Wait, I think
1: that's fair. I think that's yeah. Fair. yeah. What, what I would yeah. agree
2: with though, what I would say I think is more disappointing, both in the sales and the other stuff, would be the 10R, which by all accounts, and I haven't used one other than like in the stores, but by all accounts, it's a really nice device. But I think the fact that it costs more than what the the Plus variant cost the year before. And the fact that, you know, it doesn't have the the high def screen, which, look, you can call it retina, you can say whatever you want about how it doesn't matter. And maybe that's true. But the fact of the matter is that for something that's the, about the same physical size is what you used to have for a plus that had a 1080 screen. This doesn't, I feel like that's just, you know, like crimping corners to i I mean i get why from a from maybe a a cost perspective maybe from a you know differentiation perspective but it feels like you're you're you know um making a decision to you know undercut your device more than you should um some of the other stuff i just feel like it that that to me is more of a disappointment than um
1: yeah i would agree
0: with that i totally forgot about the the Quality, the screen quality downgrade on that,
1: yeah.
0: That, oh, I. So, f- where we stand right now, I think HomePod and PS Classic definitely still candidates. iPhone 10 still candidates. iPhone 10S, we've probably given it a pass for this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would agree
0: with and, that. And, to I, me, and I'm, I'm going I'm to yeah. give
2: the, the MacBook Air a pass too. Uh, I think that yeah. that it didn't do maybe what we all wanted, but I mean, so um, true story. I was hoping to actually record this episode of Rocket using the new MacBook Air. But oh, yeah. my mom won't get off of it, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to use my MacBook Pro. I but like, I, but I, but I love that, right? Like, she didn't. I mean, she had it was eight years old, but she had a a thirteen inch MacBook Pro, and she always liked her iPad more from the very beginning. And this is the first, you know, MacBook. And and granted, I think that if she'd had like a twenty eleven MacBook Air, she would have loved that too. You know what? I'm Can not. Can I ask I, what she likes about it so much? I think I think it is. Especially, you've got to compare what she's coming from, which was a a 2010 MacBook Pro 13-inch. So it had the CD-ROM drive and was thick and, you know, all that stuff. So this is, you know, it's it's a completely different class of machine. So I think that it's the lightweightness. Um, I think that she really does like the high-resolution screen. It feels, what she said is, it's just like my iPad,
1: but it's a real computer.
0: Oh, yeah. so I love it. that's really sweet. Yeah, so uh, we so, got a
1: lot of awards to get to. So, so yeah so, uh, so the okay, Google okay. Slate. So this is where I feel. I feel like the PlayStation Classic is the biggest. Like, there's the biggest distance of betrayal, but the market for the PlayStation Classic was always kind of narrow. The iPhone like X10R, it's it's less of it's less betrayal but it affected more people so which is the bigger cohort
0: basically i think i'm going to go for the 10r because it, also because yeah. of a personal a personal reason like that would have probably been the phone that i would have upgraded to had i upgraded yeah. this year and it's just like oh it's more expensive but it's also worse than everyone else's and i don't i don't like that don't leave me behind
1: yeah I can go with that. What about you, Christina? I
2: think I'm gonna go with the classic because even though I think that the ten R is priced wrong and I have maybe some issues with its positioning, I don't feel like it's a bad device. I feel like it's been a poorly positioned That's a- fair and device. But I feel like the classic, I-, I genuinely feel like this. They took Nintendo gave them like all the runway in the world. They didn't even have to put out a great product. They had to put out a mediocre product and it would have been it would have sold like gangbusters and everybody would have loved it. Even if it was mediocre, like they mm-hmm. that does all they had to do was release a mediocre product, and they couldn't even do that. Like, that's to me, it was so disappointing. It's not even mediocre, it's like just bad.
1: All right, there it is. Okay, so, winner majority wins, uh, best worst product of 2018 iPhone XR with the honorable mention for PlayStation Classic, a very well deserved honorable mention, <laughs> for my bad.
0: All right, Before we move to the next yes. topic, can I tell you guys something about a good product? Yes. yes. And it's Pingdom. Ooh. Because this episode of Rocket is brought to you by our brilliant friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom are brilliant because they help keep your sites and the sites that you love online. And in 2018 and soon to be 2019, we are always online. Pingdom monitor your site so that you don't have to, and they give you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times, because you're always online. The internet is awesome, it's always online, but stuff does break all the time. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month, that is more than 400,000 outages a day. Those people aren't online. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company, you need alerts about any critical website issues. Pingdom will let you customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so that you can see what is affecting your user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom have a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL that you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code ROCKET at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Now let me say those URLs again without singing them. Pingdom.com/relayfm, pingdom.com slash RelayFM, that's P-I-N-G-D-O-M dot com, Slash Relay FM, and then when you sign up, the offer code Rocket, which is the name of the show that you're listening to. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pingdom, for your support of this show and of Relay FM, which is the name of the network that is we're that on. Is that the name
1: of our show? That's the name of our show. I th- I thought it was like. 10R. I thought that was it. Sorry.
0: Yeah, actually the show is pronounced XR, but the product is pronounced 10R. I see why that's (laughs) confusing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All
0: right, Bree, take us home.
1: Okay, okay. So we're gonna save our best of award for the very end. Except for this one, let's get to another highly negative category. The best worst Facebook scandal. Of 2018. This is a great category. There have been so many best, terrible Facebook scandals this year. Like, if you actually sit down and read about them all, like, I promise you, you've forgotten half of the things. If you go through them, you're just going to be angry all over again. But we're just going to pick the cream of the crop of Facebook scandals here. So, starting at the top, uh, you had the recent revelations that, uh, Facebook allowed Russians to specifically target uh, voters of color over Facebook and specifically target them with misinformation about voting day, where to vote, how to vote, and specifically trying to get people of color not to vote. Uh, That is really, really, really bad. That is terrible. Uh, You've got Facebook allowing the uh, genocide, uh, very, very bad there. You've got Cambridge Analytica. That was absolutely terrible. Uh, you have Facebook hiring a company, a right wing company, to basically smear George Soros with anti Semitic smears. And you also have the breach of 30 million <laughs> accounts having uh, their data stolen. So, no, no, no,
2: not to mention the, yes. the, uh, the, the, the genocide.
1: Yes. She, did oh, she did mention the genocide. I did. Okay, I'm sorry. I did mention I'm sorry. That. I'm yes. sorry.
2: That's my bad. I wasn't I wasn't listening closely enough. Okay. It's, sorry. it's
1: really hard to like top genocide as far as a Facebook scandal. Like yeah. being told a genocide is happening and choosing not to do anything and about it. And being like so eh.
0: Yeah. I think for me, my my ta- I don't know if this counts, and I realize I'm introducing something new, but it was BuzzFeed's article about all of Facebook's scandals in 2018, chronologically, because that just introduced so many new scandals to me that I had missed. One of them, in fact, being the the genocide in Myanmar, right? hmm And then, like, all of the things that have ha- been happening with WhatsApp and, like, seeing it all laid out and seeing how many I had missed, even though we cover Facebook quite frequently on this show. Um, that, to me, was Facebook's biggest... Uh, scandal of the year except except for as you've said the all of the other ones that are <laughs> extremely awful can we even do
2: this
1: it's it's hard um you know I, I agree with that but i also have to say like targeting voters of color is really 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 insidious it's like especially so
0: awful Right.
1: Yeah. Well, especially if you look at it through the lens of like Christina and I both grew up in the South, uh through the civil rights era and knowing all the things that had to happen to like win the right to to vote for people of color in this country and for Russia to specifically be targeting them with disinformation in in Facebook to basically do nothing about it. It's mm-hmm. it's really 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 gross. But then I mean, you've got a genocide. Yeah. So how do you yeah, genocide? Yeah, I was going to say, how, yeah. how
2: how do we choose which horrible thing that we do? Because the company, I mean, it's really amazing that Facebook for many years, I kind of thought, was going to get away with everything forever. Like, I genuinely never thought that their, like, roost were going to, you know, come home to rule or whatever the term is. I don't, Crows I don't know. Come,
0: roosters come home to roost. So something's coming Something, home you, to roost. Exactly. Right. All so, the evil deeds that they've done. Well, yeah. And I remember, like, even a couple years ago on this show, we maybe not a couple years because a couple years was 2016, but um, we've been mostly posy on Facebook until relatively recently when all of this stuff has been coming out. Um, Yeah. I don't do, but do you guys think that they will see, I guess, consequences, like legitimate legal consequences within 2019?
1: Yes, I think they're going to, like maybe not in this country because our political system is fundamentally broken, but right. I do think they're going to see it uh, around the world. They're going to see regulation uh, crack down on them, and I think they're going to be facing competition like never before. Like people are eager to go somewhere else, and you know, I think, I think you're going to see the venture capital uh, community really doubling down on funding startups in the space. So yeah, yeah, I, I do.
0: All right. So, okay. Okay. So a- I think
1: <laughs> I, I think we can all agree genocide Myanmar is the worst thing. What are we gonna say is the, the honorable mention here? Uh it's targeting POC voters. Targeting POC voters, I think. Yeah. I, I agree. I can okay, there we go. There's your best, worst, best Facebook scandal of 2018. So, okay. So third award. This is more of a personal award. Um, Every single year, you know, the Assassin's Creed, they're going to be fine. You know, the Gods of War, they're going to be fine. They're going to get all of the attention. I am always way more interested in the smaller, really well done games that Kind of sucked you in and got you to play them. I'm not talking about like a personal, like a perfect game. I'm just talking for you. What was your most underrated gem that you played in 2018? I have mine, but I'd love to hear from you, Simone. What was your What was your this underrated is, gem?
0: Yeah, this is tricky because what I would have chosen for this got number two game of the year at Polygon.com. What was that? Uh, and it's Return of the Oberdin. Okay. Which is still an indie game, but I hesitate to call it underrated at this point. Um, so, my actual underrated pick, I think, would be Red Strings Club, which is a game, um, it's a cyberpunk game where you play as an information broker who works at a bar. And the mechanics are mostly conversations, like getting information from people, but also mixing drinks that will appeal to specific emotions so that you can get information out of people. And then there are also other mechanics, um, like in certain portions you play as an AI and you're carving these um, cybernetic implants for people that will change their lives. And so it's just, it's the cyberpunk plot, but with a lot of very strange, intimate mechanics. That make it very interesting uh, from a gameplay perspective, and from what I've played of it so far, I did I really did enjoy the story um, and where that was going. I have not finished it yet, so there's my disclaimer. But it certainly is, I think, an interesting game, a creative game, and one that I haven't seen talked up too much outside its release. Kotaku has done some really good coverage of it. Um, I kind of I missed the ball on it until I started playing it for Game of the Year season, so I could vote. Um, and I really, really like it. Not as much as Return of the Oprah Din, which is actually a perfect game, but... Is you it know. really?
1: I'm going to have to play it now.
0: Oh my oh gosh. Oh my god, I loved it so much, Bree.
1: Okay, okay. Well, anyway, there's yours. Uh, what about you, Christine? What's so, your underrated gem?
2: Okay, um, I think... Well, it's not really underrated, because everybody who's talked about it has talked about how great it is, and I think it made a lot of lists, but it did come out late in the year, and I was still skeptical. Uh, Tetris Effect uh for PS4 oh, yeah. is yep. incredible. Like really it, good. It, it it I didn't I kind of thought that we'd reached like the point where like you couldn't come up with like we didn't need another Tetris if that makes any sense. I was kind of like, how are you gonna perfect what we already have? And and Tetrisphere I think was is one of my most underrated Tetris games ever. And I was like, look, we we've already done this. But I think Tetris effect really, really good. But I would also actually say I first heard about it, um it had been in Steam and preview for years, but it finally came out like officially um, in May um, called uh, The Forest um, and um, I also picked that up for PS4 and it's a really really good kind of like horror adventure game where it, I, I really have enjoyed that um,
1: I've I, heard really good things about. It. I haven't played it, but I've certainly heard. Yeah, good things I mean, about you're,
2: you're you're like a survivor in a, in a in a plane crash, and you have to you know go through this this forest, and it's it's really good. Um, uh, the it, it's indie. Um, they've clearly been like making patches and stuff to, to the Steam to the PC version for a long time, but the the PS4 version is really good. I hope that it comes to other um, platforms too. Um, but yeah, I that was one that um, one of my colleagues told me about. And I was intrigued by the idea and I watched some videos and when the PS4 version, um, when I got my PS4, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it on, on, on
1: the console and I've really liked it. So
0: Amazing. deep cut, good, good pick.
1: Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I have to admit, I since I started running for Office, I don't have as much time to play games as I used to. So if, if I were not running for Congress, I would have much deeper thoughts on this. But a game that just came out of nowhere and really, really, really surprised me uh, is a game called Phantom Doctrine on PlayStation uh, 4. I know it's on other platforms. So one of my very favorite games of all time is Xcom uh, the Xcom series, the Xcom reboot and Xcom 2 uh, they're kind of turn-based strategy games and it's like this aliens are invading the world. It's not like a, a world building like place that I care a lot about, but Phantom Doctrine is taking the Xcom gameplay note for note. There's Overwatch, there's like Dash to run, you get two moves <laughs> and all of that. but you're a spy. In the '80s, Ooh. and and you get to create like your own '80s spy. It's really gorgeous graphics. Um, the gameplay is just ten out of ten. There's this incredibly deep sense of paranoia that just pollutes every move of the game because you never know when one of your characters is going to turn on you. Like you will find yourself in combat with like six people and you've only got one agent and there's a good chance you're going to like lose one of your most powerful characters it's a really really great game with an unbelievably bad nonsensical story so <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm really hoping that they that this game sells well enough that they will be able to come back with a sequel and fix these small issues cuz it really could be the best turn-based game ever um, and since you guys named two for this, uh, my honorable mention will be for Valkyria Chronicles 4 on Switch. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles is kind of a, it's a cult classic game, uh, very much in the vein of Final Fantasy tactics. So you get to like move. Uh, it's like this World War II, but anime. It's made by Sega, <laughs> and you, you move across the map, like you run across the 3D map. But you only get so many turns to move and you only get to shoot or attack once a turn. It's very, very deep. It's very, very hardcore. But the art style is just absolutely gorgeous. And Valkyria Chronicles is by far the best. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is by far the best since the original Valkyria Chronicles. So those would be my two.
0: These are all good wrecks. I hope we're not going to vote on them.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's just all personal. This is just all a right.
0: list of games, a shopping list for you a, listeners. A
1: list of things that we enjoyed this year. Yes. All right. Yes. So keeping it positive, keeping it positive. Yes, of let's course. go to the next Rocket Award. The best Rocket dessert topic This year. So every single week, like it we changes a little bit week to week, but we have like two serious tech topics and then dessert. It could be a movie that we like, it could be a YouTube scandal, it could be robots you have sex with at a show. it, It could be anything. So these are our favorite rocket dessert topics of the year. I have a couple that I put in the show notes, but I would love to hear yours starting with you, Christina.
2: Um, all right. So I think TanaCon was one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the history yep. of the internet. And I really loved our like collective obsession with that. And subsequently with the Shane Dawson um, uh, documentary docu-series <laughs> yes, uh, was really good. Um, I'm also going to have to g- give it another one. Uh, Anna Delvey, um, oh, who, oh, that was so good. Anna Delvey, I'm sorry. Like, she's, that's oh man i i know she's your hero she's going to prison i know she is she has both a shonda rhimes and a lena dunham show in the works i'm sorry like both of them are making shows about her which is amazing. she and lena dunham are mash made in heaven they really I are know. this is ac- like even though i'm kind of more excited about the lena show than the shonda show because i feel like oh, christina well, no because Lena's like a disaster the same way that you know what i mean like, I kind of yeah. feel like, I'm just saying, like, Shonda's the better showrunner, without a doubt, and creator, writer, everything. Like, Shonda's way, way more talented. But I feel like Lena kind of gets gets this thing. I don't know. I'm excited for you both. You know what it's <laughs> like?
1: It's like, I saw Aquaman this weekend, and James Wan directed it, who did the Conjuring movies, and also the Fast and the Furious movies. That, <laughs> that so movie great. could not have been done if you had brought in, like, uh uh you know uh, Christopher Nolan no. to direct that. Sometimes it wouldn't need... have been good. No, you yeah, need people you need... who like
2: know their subject matter. And I'm just gonna right. be honest. I feel like like Lena, like I don't know. I I. I it, but anyway, regardless of whose show, we, we will we will have be able to, to debate whose show is better in the future. But yes. I'm just the fact
0: we that will. we're getting too. I can That'll great. be our best rocket dessert of 2020. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay I have two I think suggestions. Pennsylvania is very strong. Okay, please. Yeah, go it's ahead. very strong. Yes. So my yes.
0: suggestions are Christina's favorite, Movie Pass. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. movie pass. yes. It yes. was dessert
2: for like three weeks straight. It, I I oh man. Uh oh.
0: And my other candidate is Elon Musk and Grimes. Oh yeah,
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of him, though. I mean, I kind of want to be back in Movie Pass every day. Like that's the that's universe true. I want to live in.
2: I mean, I'm with you, but at the same time, when the, the Grimes saga, like the especially, I mean, look, like Azalea Banks is problematic AF. Like she is not a good person. But that just added a whole level of crazy that we just don't really see. I mean. You guys, it made like SEC, like an SEC investigation was open because of Grimes and Azalea Banks' Instagram beef. Like, like Elon Musk is no longer chair uh, chairman of his board because <laughs> of true. Azalea Banks. Like, you guys, it's true. it was a dessert
0: that turned into hard news, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I, 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 another argument for Tanacon, I will say, is that the the summarizing that I had to do to introduce that topic. Was, it was a lot of context,
2: and I was very proud of myself. You were so good. You, you really nailed it, honestly. I because, watched that Shane Dawson documentary, Christina. We I worked very hard.
1: We talked about it for 40
2: minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was the longest dessert we've ever had. And maybe the best.
1: Uh, okay. Is longer I, better? I, I have to admit, TanaCon is my first choice. I also like the dessert where we just went off in the PlayStation Classic. Yeah, it forever. was good. And I'm like naming games that they left out even after the credits were <laughs> I <laughs> like
2: was that, stunned.
1: Yeah, um, that was a that was a, a very worthwhile. Um, so yeah, there it is. Uh, okay, I I feel like I have to be honest. I feel like Movie Pass Apocalypse. Is a really strong contender here. Yeah, it, it is. It just it it sums up twenty. It really does so well. Oh, uh, my vote choose, is going though. to be
0: for Tanacon, but yeah. I will say that I, yeah. in terms of just its ongoing presence on our show, Movie Pass is is a very good Movie Pass is the the movie that is made to win an Oscar, Tanacon. <laughs> Is the movie that we all TanaCon is the favorite. The yeah. new movie, the favorite that's in theaters right now. Good movie. It's a weird historical drama with a lot of <laughs> wacky people in it, and it's probably too weird to win the Oscar. Movie Pass is like the King's Speech.
2: Yes. of Rocket Desserts. Yes, yeah, the Movie Pass is, is is the obvious winner. But but then you know what? But but Tana Con might just be Moonlight. Ah. <gasps> Is Tanacon Moonlight? I, th- I, th- I think Tanacon <laughs> is Moonlight because I'm going to go with you because I'm with you because like I'm so conflicted between the two of them. Like my ballot, I love them both so much, but I'm gonna—I have to give it to Tanacon. I don't know, my, man. My like, heart, yeah. and and, 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 and I so and, and I say this as somebody who bought merch for both disasters. <gasps> oh, Chrissy! <laughs> <laughs> I did. I have the MoviePass merch and the Tanacon merch, and 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 I wore I them forgot. on the YouTube channel. For my corporate job, because I don't have an adult who supervises me. And so I can wear things like that. Um, thank you very oh much, God. <laughs> corporate overlords, it. for not paying any attention to what I wear on our YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> this is incredible.
1: I think we've got it. Okay, so best rocket dessert of twenty eighteen is TanaCon with the honorable mention for movie pass Yep. There yep. it is. They are in that. All right, all right. Next topic: the best, worst person in tech for 2018.
2: Oh, it so strong strong wow. This is this is broad. Like this could be so many people. Like this is this is this is probably the the toughest. This is the most competitive category of. of I fun. have to
1: agree. I have to agree. Okay, so we've got Elon. Let's see the highlights this year. Uh, yeah, God, where do we even start with this? I mean, obnoxious comments every other week, SEC violations mm-hmm. just two weeks ago. He, he went called on someone a pedo. CBS. He did. He called a hero uh-huh. that rescued some children in a cave a pedophile, which is false. Um, he he uh, SEC violations blasted the SEC on CBS. Uh, blew the Model 3 launch. I mean, just an unbelievably long list of obnoxious behavior. Um, that's one. You've got Zuckerberg, which I feel like we've already <laughs> covered the Facebook scandals. Again, genocide. Mm-hmm. That's a really tough bar to like cross. Uh, you've got Sheryl Sandberg. Um, I have to be honest, with Sheryl Sandberg, I am... And maybe this is wrong, but I'm married and I feel like for some of these events like she was dealing with the death of her husband, I'm kind of willing to give her a little bit of leeway on this, if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: I mean, for me, it's less wanting to give her leeway, although I definitely think that it is something that should be acknowledged that she was going through some things that might have clouded her judgment, potentially, but maybe that is actually being too... Um. Uh. you know, like, naive on our behalf. For me, yeah. it's more... I feel like if anybody should take the blame for this, it should not be the COO. It should be the CEO who has voting majority for the company, is chairman who leads and makes every decision, and is not, like, you know... he's 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 hardly one of those unengaged executives who other people run stuff, and he's just kind of, like, sitting around mm-hmm. twiddling his thumbs. He's, like, actively involved. And I don't like... I feel like she has plenty of culpability and should definitely be judged and criticized. But I don't feel like if, it, if anybody's going to like... She doesn't deserve
0: to take it over Zuckerberg. Exactly. Yeah. In this very serious awards show.
1: Exactly. I think I think that's fair. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Travis Kalanick. I feel like it's so funny that the Waymo case was at the beginning of 2018 when it feels like it was 17 years ago. I but can't it was. even remember that. Right. Basically, uh, Waymo, uh, Uber, basically, there were allegations that they broke in and stole their entire repository of code. And all of this came out and basically they ended up settling some ridiculous amount, uh, you know, just all of his ridiculously bad behavior that led to him basically stepping down.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like, you know, Travis was definitely the winner of 2017 and probably yeah. 2016. But it's really interesting. This just shows, again, how much like Facebook is messed up. But like, and, and Elon too, that like, I almost feel like, oh, Travis, how quaint. Like, you know what I That's mean? The, and it, it, there's something else, too, which is how, uh, what a benefit
0: it is to you and your company when you stay off of Twitter and shut your mouth. <laughs> Elon because yeah. I I mean I haven't heard anything from Travis since since this whole thing it's really just at least blown over in my mind whereas I feel like every other week Elon Musk is mm-hmm. talking about something or Facebook responsibility of Mark Zuckerberg something new and horrible has come out about that so I yeah, not that not to minimize what he did, or like that his whole scandal, but you know, it's it's old news.
1: Okay, so I feel like Zuck is a very strong contender here with the honorable mention for Elon. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless there's any other argument here,
0: Do, is Elizabeth Holmes last oh, year's
1: news? I know there
2: no, was no, no, no. She's this year. Oh God, no, that's, she's this okay. year. She's a strong contender. She's a, huge she's a contender. Really strong I'm gonna contender. I'm going to
1: be honest. As as like. I, okay, th- but you
2: just love her. You're waiting for that Jennifer Lawrence movie about her. I am I'm her. so excited. I, theranos.online is a domain that I own. Um <laughs> I will be finding a way. <laughs> Only to, because there are no Theranos t-shirts. I know we're going to find a way to make them. It is going to be a thing. But okay, cuz I feel like yeah, okay, here's the thing. Th- this is why Cheryl Sandberg can't even be in contention because if we're going to come down on like a bad female in tech, like like I get that what Cheryl like they're both terrible, but Elizabeth Holmes, you know, like could have killed people, um, mm-hmm. uh, like directly I
0: think with my, her product. My vote will be for Zuckerberg, but I just wanted to put that out there
2: for you guys as a, a third know. contender. I, I feel like, like pick Zuck Elon. is
1: such a such a strong contender. He is
2: such a strong contender, but I but like Elon's more fun in the evilness. Like, if I can be real, like I feel like Zuck is just depressing.
0: Christina, here's the reason we can't vote for Elon because. If Elon gets mad at us, he'll yell at us on Twitter, and then he won't develop the rocket that will take humans into space when the Earth is destroyed from global warming because Facebook promoted all the fake news that told people that everything is fine.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah we yeah. have okay, you're to protect
0: right. Elon. We, okay, so <laughs> I, to protect I, Elon, I, Elon
2: can't win. Uh, I, I do just want to say I think Elon is the most fun um, of all of these, uh, and um, also in many ways the most contemptible because— he does never get off of Twitter. Like, yeah, there's there's never like the phrase never tweet was literally invented for Elon Musk.
1: Agree. (laughs) Okay. Here's my argument here. And I feel like, I feel like we all agree that Facebook is overwhelmingly a force for bad things in this world, but Zuck, the person, I, I do feel like Facebook as a whole, there are good and bad things that they've done. Like when it comes to, uh, stopping child sex trafficking. I I know people that have worked with Facebook on this and have very positive things to say. So I feel like Zuck at his core is more of a, He's like a chaotic, neutral kind of guy. Yeah. Whereas Elizabeth Holmes is just... She's evil. evil. There's yeah, I, nothing redeemable. I was actually, said, I was actually yeah. kind of...
2: Yeah, I, I actually kind of agree with this because like I feel like you could make arguments, even if the execution is terrible. I feel like you can make arguments that what Elon's companies are doing, at least that we know so far, there are some union complaints and some other sorts of things. But what his companies are doing, at least so far, there's nothing really like overly terrible like Elon as a person like is involved in a lot of scandals but you know Mm -hmm. the stuff that he's doing isn't necessarily perpetuating evil right facebook it is but it's mostly been happening because of either their um lack of accountability requirements for their partners their own self-preservation mechanisms against you know wanting to get back against their enemies but i feel like you could make the argument that like the goals haven't been like inherently like Evil and haven't been like inherently like deceptive. If that makes sense, I
0: would. All right, here is my count. I was all right. Finish, finish your. So, but um, I feel, I, I feel like I
2: feel like a lot of Facebook's goals, at least from the beginning, might have evolved over time. Haven't been inherently deceptive, right? Whereas I feel like Theranos, from very, very, very early on, was an inherently deceptive thing. That everything involved yeah. with it was deceptive, and everything about it was a fraud, and was ultimately you know selling the idea of something that a didn't exist b could potentially hurt people c you know like the the way that the people were treated you know it's like there aren't a lot of victims in the case whereas like there are actual victims of genocide and of other things like in facebook's like downfall but you know but like everybody but like everybody at the top involved in theranos was like legit like crooks
1: I feel like this this category deserves a little bit of distinction. I think we have to separate it from the company. It's more about the person and the leadership that they are fostering there. So Facebook is very much a mixed bag. Is Zuckerberg like sitting there making these calls directly? Yes, but I think he's also made some good calls over his career. So I mean, he's bad and this has been a very bad year for him. But is he completely irredeemable? I don't think so in the same way that Elizabeth Holmes I think is just like her company was founded on a lie. The 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 moral the lack of morals at Theranos, it started with her like she is the one that chose to lie to the military and do all these terrible things. It's all her fault. And I think in in all
2: these scandals, it's kind of interesting as like only one of these executives has been indicted. So here, here's my brief, brief argument for Facebook
0: is that agreed that Zuckerberg may not have misled people as direly and uh, purposefully as Elizabeth Holmes did. But as the CEO of a company that is responsible for it, it's a company whose main motivation is profit, like all companies, wrapped in this like cheery wrapper of connecting people and togetherness. And when that combination, like they've, they've chosen profit every single time and have created just so much poison and evil in the world. And at this point, he may not have literally had a hand in doing things like Elizabeth Holmes did, like making those choices to in, literally mislead people and manipulate people. But he has to be held responsible for how much poison his company has put into the world. And that oh. is, he's still my vote.
1: I can't decide. Can we just tie <laughs> them? Can we tie yeah. them?
2: I'm happy tying them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, right. cause, cause, yeah, cause I, uh, yeah, I'm voting Holmes. So yeah, but I'll, but I'll be happy with a tie. I'll be happy with a tie.
1: Okay, okay. So
2: Bree's Duel splitting war. her
0: vote. I'm, I'm voting saying, Zuckerberg. Christina's Christine. voting Holmes.
2: And they
1: each
0: have one and a half votes, and they are tied.
1: Okay, that's great. Congratulations, both of you are horrible. Quit your job. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> we'll, we'll be a better place. All right, now to the happiest topic of all, the best... Product of 2018, yay! Yes. And, and there's there's been like there's been a lot of bad stuff this year, but there have been a lot of really good products that have come out. Uh, I feel like Surface Go, mm-hmm. it is a it's it's a product that I personally took back, but it is a product that gives me joy. And The Verge had a wonderful piece uh, this week by uh, Dieter, who absolutely loves the cellular model. It's a really, really strong product for Microsoft. And I I think that definitely belongs in this category. Also, the Surface Studio 2. I probably talk to a lot more like 3D people, graphic artists than most people do. And like, I know so many people that have this and absolutely love it. It is a machine now you can do ZBrush on which is amazing. So I think that is a very strong contender. Uh, the Apple Watch Series yeah. 4. We've forgotten about this, but I wear it every day. The battery life is strong. This is just a phenomenal product. Uh, and also the iPad Pro. Um, Apple really knocked it out of the, the park this year with their iPad update. The The keyboard, some later reports about the, uh, the new uh, uh, keyboard that comes along with it, the Smart Keyboard. The uh the lettering on the keycaps does wear away even more quickly than it did with the last mm-hmm. version, but overall it's a solid product and uh you know it it got very good reviews for a reason. So am I forgetting anything? Do we have any uh, last yeah, the, minute edition? The, uh, the Dyson yes. Airwrap.
2: Um, I know Dyson the Dyson Di- I, I know yes. the Dyson's problematic company. That James Dyson is not a not a great guy, but uh I uh I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I actually was able to. It took a lot of effort, but I was able to get my sister one for Christmas. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Ray Wong, who, uh, without his assistance, this would not have been possible. Um, and um, and she loves it um, because literally, as, as people always do, you know, they made fun of the hair dryer, but they especially made fun of the the, the air wraps. Oh, why would anybody spend this much money for this thing? Brie and I both did and have been really happy with it. But it literally has that. been sold out everywhere. Like, cannot yeah. get it. Like, literally every single like Ulta, Bed Bath and Beyond, Best Buy, you know, Sephora, Dyson's own website, eBay, Amazon, everybody's been sold out. Um and uh uh it's uh that it's it's a product I my one complaint, the only thing that keeps it from being perfect is that it is not dual voltage, which to me should be like a crime when you charge that much money for something. But uh other than that, like it is genuinely like one of my favorite purchases of the year.
1: I Really mean this when I say it has been life changing um i I have never been able to figure out how to get my hair to look good, and I finally figured it out with this and it is it, it for me on like a personal level, it is so amazing to be able to like you know get my hair wet, wash it, and then walk out of the house twenty minutes later like I just came from a salon. I mean, it is, it really, really, it's easy to use. It taught me what I was doing wrong so I could use like a hair dryer properly. <laughs> it helped me like fine tune the product I was using in my hair. And I mean, it's really, I, I love this. It's just, I think for... Is it a tech product or is it a beauty product? I, I mean, mean it's, they're really, both. It's, it's, it's kind of both.
2: But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can see that that critique. I, it, But yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of both because there's a lot of tech involved, but for sure.
0: Uh, let me tell you, it is, Dyson is selling it. There's one left on Amazon for $1,000 right now. <laughs> so if that doesn't tell you something about how popular it is. Uh... I mean, um,
1: I will... S- yeah, go ahead.
0: Sorry. I was just going to say uh, the i the iPad Pro was also something you mentioned, Brie, as being a potential for this list. Um, I know there was critique for it not quite living up to what they promised, but they're bringing Photoshop to it. Um,
2: and it's a good... It's it's lovely. I love mine. I just, I mean, my, my critique isn't so much the hardware. It's just, I mean, I want them to improve the software. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think the Apple Watch for me has been one of those products that has kind of silently become like the the war horse like in, in, mm-hmm. in Apple stuff. Like it is, it is just, it is the, um, it delivers year after year and, and arguably gets better year after year. Um, yeah. and, and has kind of gone from this thing where you could kind of write it off um i think that the way they pivoted from from fashion to, to to fitness um was brilliant and it continues to to get better and uh it it's interesting uh, if um they would open up the ability for people to do third party watch faces i think they could actually have a renaissance in people even developing yeah. for the apple
1: mm-hmm. watch yeah i remember a uh one of the very first quotes when Walt Mossberg was writing about how if he, if he left his house without his iPhone, he would stop and go back and get it. But if he did it without his Apple Watch, he wouldn't. Right. I have to say today in twenty eighteen, if I left the house without my series uh four, I would turn back and get it. Like I really miss it when I forget to charge it and I don't Same. have it around. It is it it's uh yeah, it was just the gym before this. And this way's little upgrades that you forget about. Like I'm running and it goes, Hey, it looks like you're working out. You forgot to activate this. Do you want to turn it on? Like mm-hmm. that's awesome. The EKG rating, I don't know if you've messed with it. I personally have I mean, I don't like I run all the time, so I don't really have heart stuff, but It's been very quirky in trying to get it to measure, but it's not Mm. a feature I'm really psyched about. Have you messed with that, Christina? I haven't
2: played with it too much, you know, because I'm not really, I think, like the kind of the target for it right now anyway. Um, I believe you in that. I don't think they have the software figured out, which is disappointing because I do think that it's like a big selling feature for a lot of people. But um, I do trust that they'll get that like figured out and get that worked out. Um yeah. but I, I think the battery life improvement because I really like the series three. I thought the series three was really, really good. Um and, and the series four, you know, has better battery life um and is even faster, but um I I still have a bigger screen obviously, but I still think that, you know, like the series three was a really terrific uh device. Um but, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where a few years ago, a lot of people were, especially once the price started coming down, were just saying, should I get an Apple Watch? And I was like, yeah, get one. You know, it's kind of a glorified Fitbit, but whatever. And it is still a glorified Fitbit, but it can do more things now that if you have the option of doing the cellular connectivity if you want to, uh, which is really useful. I use it all the time for Apple Pay. Um, I use it for, you know, um, uh, you know, boarding my planes, things like that. Um, I, I love You know, using it to control music, I love it. Like you said, I don't do as much working out as you do, Brie, but I do love that it'll now recognize when I'm doing stuff. And like, oh, I see that you're doing this. Do you want me to add this activity? I'm like, yes, thank you. I am swimming. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, credit for it. Yeah, no, exactly.
2: And 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 I definitely feel like I walk more and I do other things. Like the gamification of of, you know closing your circles is definitely a thing. Um, It's 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 a really good device, and I think they've continued to make it really, they've refined it over the years. I think it's really good. So
0: it, it sounds like we've come down to Apple Watch, Surface Go, I think, is still in the running. The Surface Studio Studio 2 is still in the running, and the Dyson Air Wrap is still in the running. How do you guys feel about that?
1: I feel like one of the things I like about Rocket is the fact that we talk about things the rest of the tech industry won't. So I would understand a Rocket listener saying, I don't think the Dyson Air Wrap is technology enough for this. But I think it's made a big difference to my life and I mean it sounds like you like it too, Christine. I love it. So, I love it. I mean I got
2: one from my from my sister, um and, yeah. and she, she loves it and I've turned a lot of my friends, a lot of a lot of my friends, and most of them are women in tech who are into it as well, whether they're getting yeah, you know, the, the, the air wrap or they're getting like the regular hairdryer or whatever. Like it's one of those Things. And actually, um, when I was in Finland, I had um, drinks with a rocket listener who uh, got one for um, his wife um, yeah. and uh, for for, nice. for Christmas based on our uh, review so good job rocket listener uh, seriously I, I know
1: women in the game industry where we 've had conversations about this and they 've gotten it too mm-hmm. so i feel I feel comfortable with this I do think for uh, for honorable mention, I think the apple watch series four it 's a really good device this year. And I think it really shows the value of Apple's iterative design.
2: All right. I'm happy with that. Christina, can you go with Yay. that? Yeah, I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with that. And uh, S- Simone, since you, have, you haven't like uh, used these as much, is there something that you wanted? Th- those are kind of our picks, but is there something that you got or played with this year that you've been really impressed by? Uh,
0: I think for me, it's still... I know this is not a t- 2018 product, okay. but... The Switch yeah. is still I the it. greatest. I, yeah, I the mean, greatest I, thing that's ever existed. Love it. No, I
2: agree. I mean not, not to, to be too th-
0: hyperbolic here, but it's a. I've been playing it um, back home this vacation, and it's just been such a perfect thing to have with me. All
1: right, who are you maining in Smash? I love Smash. I don't so play good. Smash. <laughs> oh well, we're no longer friends. Okay. And that's it's unfortunate, uh, but it's yeah. true. <laughs> I
2: um I left mine. I left mine at home. Um and I oh, no. I, I, I yeah. And and that was actually. I've, I've been thinking a lot about that. I've been really like frustrated that I left it at home. And um uh, I'm not gonna make that mistake again. Um and. Uh, <laughs> But but I last year it was our product of the year. And I I agree with you. I, I was actually even thinking that I was like, you know what, even though it was last year's product of the year, I do feel like we should give like a secondary like shout out to <laughs> mm-hmm. the Switch, which is one of the few products that I mean, I think that Nintendo's kind of bungling bundling, you know, bungling some of the online stuff as they always yeah. do. Um, but is uh the ecosystem that is built up in year two, especially when the industry. There's too indie many stuff,
0: good games for it. Finally, there's too many good games for it. And even though the darn joy cons cost like eighty dollars, which is obscene, I mean Labo,
2: we forgot about Labo, but Labo is one of those like Ugh. I thought Labo was great I, I think loved I it. think
0: Labo is great. It certainly hasn't I think held up for me. I really, really enjoyed it when I was playing with it, but i I think however many months later, what was that in May or something? yeah, five months later, I don't know, don't do that math
1: um there was there was so little joy this year though. you're right it was a
2: very pure product yeah i mean i feel like labo is one of those things like maybe and maybe it's not even for well it's not even maybe it's definitely not for us you know what i mean it's definitely designed for 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 families and and other types of stuff but i but i feel like even if that doesn't hold up the fact that that's a first party product that's coming out yes it's very cool you're right you're right it's very cool
1: all right amazing uh simone you want to end the show um yes i do uh Hey, everybody.
0: It's been another whole year of Rocket. This is episode 207. I hope you enjoyed our end-of-the-year episode. And as always, we will close out with uh, what we're doing this week. Very briefly. Bree, what are you doing this week?
1: I'm 3D printing everything. So (laughs) I love my 3D printer so much. I get to see my uh, nieces uh, next week. And instead of wrapping presents for them, I three D printed mm-hmm. puzzle boxes for them with secret mysteries of how you open this like three D jewelry box. Oh my god! So, is that not magical? That's you are amazing. the coolest. I know. I think so too. Uh, no, but it's like you 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 slide this thing on the bottom, the secret key pops out and they've got to slide all these tiles to expose the keyhole. Then you put the key in the lock and turn it, it opens up and there's your present. So I think that's a cool way to wrap a present. Uh, Frank is printing out dinosaur skulls, like raptor (laughs) skulls. He's about to print out a 3D model of the Nautilus in metal. This thing is just freaking awesome. So I'm doing that along with uh, fundraising and doing all of that great stuff. Uh, Oh, also Rocket Listers, I'm about to spend a week in D.C. So If you're a Rocket listener in D.C. and you want to connect, uh, just hit me up.
2: Christina, what are you doing this week? Uh, Nothing. I've been on vacation, and I will continue to be on vacation until 3rd of uh, um, January. And so that's very exciting for me that I'm not doing anything except um, reading things on the Internet and watching movies and um, missing my Nintendo Switch, which um i will i will get back when i go home on uh the 28th Aww. that's okay uh, i've been having a really nice time with my family in atlanta and uh yeah so it's it's been it's been good just uh just doing nothing frankly has been really
0: nice <laughs> i really i feel you that's exactly what i've been doing this week uh fortunately Honestly, i will have a video going up on friday that is that i made before i went on vacation uh sh- with some of the best glitches of this year from <gasps> nice. video games So that's like popcorn material for me. I friggin' love glitches. So you can watch that at youtube.com slash polygon, of course, Um, while I am sitting on a couch playing
2: my Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Uh, Christina, where can we find you online? You can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can find the stuff that I do at work at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer.
1: Brianna, what about you? Uh, You can find me playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, (laughs) which I'm absolutely loving. And And we'll talk about
0: that next week, which I'm very excited for.
1: I I didn't think I would enjoy it. And I bought it on whim and it's really good. Uh, You can also find me on the Twitter machine at Brianna Wu.
0: All right. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope 2018 has been kinder to you than it has been to Facebook <laughs> as a company. I also hope you haven't done as many naughty things as Facebook did <laughs> in 2018. And then you'll come back for our first episode of 2019, which I'm sure will be very exciting. We'll see. I, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait to see what new ridiculous tech news we will be covering in 2019. Um, it's going to be a, a fantastic year. Thank you, everyone. This episode of Rockets is terminated. Terminated.
2: Terminated.